0: Focus me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray, uh-huh. the one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Wow, uh-huh. why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. They uh-huh. come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket, rob him while his friends watch it. And hoes clock it, uh-huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next, look at- and waste taste, ain't no telling where the spelling is heading, just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon, clear the space, your brain was Realizing to master enterprise And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then Woo. began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Surin sold separately Fight the deputy Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position My corner, my layer While we out here Say the hustlers prayer If the game shakes me I'll break me a better man, take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan. So she don't need no man. Stay far from timid. as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had to pay a lease. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. My niggas slurped. I saw with tigers on my shirt and alligators. You want
1: to see the... All right, man. What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Sales Podcast, man. And this is the very first installment. Of our newest hey. show, flipping the script, man. So we brought to you guys on Monday. You know the fact that we were going to be doing, the fact that we were going to be doing a new show. We got unscripted on Mondays, so figured we uh, flipped the script a little bit, man. So that is our newest show, flipping the hey. script, man. I'll explain a little bit, a little, a little, bit. man. You guys are trolling tonight, huh? Um. So. This was good. So, um. I'll explain a little bit more about the show after I get done doing the intro, man, as usual. So, let's get this show on the road, as John Moxley said, man. So, what is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Nosoro Podcast. And this is, again, the first edition of Flipping the Script. This is, again, our newest show, man. But as for the OG shows, if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, um... Oh, uh, that is completely backwards. Okay, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we are on here with Notorious Unscripted. Every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news. And if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of the news, or sorry, of Unscripted, rather, you guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here after Monday Night Raw. Um, Every Monday with the news, man, is WWE's Women's Division Really changing, man. We go in depth, uh, actually pretty big on SmackDown, man. Um, We go in depth yeah. on the Bray Wyatt breakdown and, and what that could have possibly meant. And why am I in red? Uh, we go in the in-depth, huge on the Bray Wyatt um, segment and the Uncle Howdy, uh, uh, at least who looked to be Uncle Howdy, uh, and who that could have possibly been and meant and what that could possibly mean. Okay, my apologies. Um yes, if you guys, uh is WWE's women's division really changing, man? We go in depth huge on the Bray Wyatt segment from this pat- from last week's SmackDown and we also go in depth huge on the return of Charlotte Flair, what that could mean for the SmackDown women's division, how Mercedes Vernado looked like the smartest uh individual on the planet. And uh we also talk about um uh well we also talked about um what why that decision was made from um uh, why that decision was made from WWE to do something like that, man. But we go in huge uh, in-depth on that. And, yeah, man, Um, so if you guys did miss that, again, that is available now for you guys on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And, again, if you want to see it first, right here every Monday for Notorious Unscripted, man. And with that, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on Bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video. And it is also avail- um, available in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. Not hard to find whatsoever, man. You got the Chicago flag design, the Skyline design, the Notorious Hills podcast-based logo, the Riddler-inspired best-kept secret to the IWC, the Notorious Scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, and the Notorious Christmas shirt, man. So... These are, uh, all eight designs are available in more than just t-shirts, man. Again, live on bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video. And it is also in either mine or Sir Kay's social media pages, man. So, with that, if is your first time watching, you guys do not know how sh- uh, who we are here at the Notorious Sales Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir Kay here. How's it going, man? It's
2: going good, man. It's going good. Just been, uh, just been chilling out, man. Just been doing my normal thing man well i was having a really good day until i saw that comment dorante man i'd get into it on monday bro but tony Nese, man and well boring boring wrestler in the world bro that's as far right there but other than that comment right there i'm good man um i've been chilling man it's been pretty normal lately pretty normal lately but you... oh, good.
1: Maybe try to pull your, move your mic away a little bit.
2: Oh, am I loud? Yeah. How's that sound?
1: I think that's, uh, talk again.
2: I'm talking again. Okay. Uh, am I still pretty loud?
1: Let me try to lower you on here.
2: As to say, you might have raised me during Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Ooh. You're right. That
2: might be one
0: of the you
1: I believe I have Sir Kay's stream volume on hundred and fifty. Oh my god, it is. Okay, say something again. Love. Okay, I think he's good now. My bad.
2: Okay. I'm good. I'm good. i had to see how loud I was. Holy fuck. All right. I completely,
1: I completely forgot I raced you. Um for those of you who don't know, we um me, Sir K, and our boy manager Logan, uh were <laughs> We were doing the we were on Discord all watching Wrestle Kingdom the other night, so we'll get into a, um, a little bit of that tomorrow, man. But um, yeah, I apologize, man. I apologize. You actually might be able to move your mic a little closer to your face
2: I now. I was thinking that, man. I just played it back to you, man. You I was go. fucking blasting, but um, yeah, man. Life's good, man. I've been chilling, man. It's been. Just been chilling, man. Just been chilling, man. But um, hell yeah definitely marking out for Mercedes, man. That shit was dope. That
1: was awesome, we'll talk
2: man. about them, but um, that shit was that that was an amazing debut. But um, like toronto always no asks, how I, that, was, that was? Oh,
1: there's no pop.
2: Fucking New Japan, man. They just they they're just boring. She's, apparently, she's
1: peaked, man. They didn't even. Oh know yeah. It was.
2: I have no clue according to fucking WWE fans, man, but like Durante. <laughs> I swear. Like Durante always asks, man. How's life? How's family? Life's good, man. The family's good. What about you, Durante Logan? Everybody in chat, how you guys doing? What about you, bro?
1: How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Nothing uh nothing too much, bro. Nothing too much. Just um went out today. And, I uh, enjoyed myself a little figure hunt, so those are always nice, um, and then...
2: What are you looking for?
1: Uh, I got him. He's actually right here. So, I was trying to go around to all the targets by my area because I have a... Because I have a $5 off target card, but, um, okay. I ended up not finding him at target, and I ended up going back to Meyer, which, um... Mm-hmm. Does sell wrestling figures, and I seen him there the other day, but uh, I wasn't, um, I wasn't planning on going back there because I was trying to go to Target because I had the five dollar off card. But sometimes it's not how the cookie crumble, cookie crumbles. But I got him, man. I got MVP, as you can see here. Oh, nice. I got MVP to go with my Bobby Lashley, being that you know the Hurt business, uh, is looking very likely to get back together. But uh, I think Vince McMahon might have fucking rained on my parade, man, because if Vince McMahon comes back, that group isn't going back together, man. So that is uh, thoroughly hurting my feelings right now. But it's nice to have because I do just love the pairing of Bobby Lashley and MVP. I've always loved the pairing. So, um uh, yeah. So it'll be nice to have, man. One day, I'm telling you, I, I might I might do it I might do it uh rather quickly, man. I'll show you guys my my display case, man. I never posted pictures anywhere. I I know I sent them to you guys and stuff, but I I will maybe one day show those to you guys on stream, man. But yes, this is my successful figure hunt for the day, man. Uh MVP. So yeah. Um other than that other than that man um uh other than that bro i'm good i'm good man um yeah just landed my uh just landed uh Kyle O'Reilly so oh, yeah. i have all 4 now of my hey. undisputed era figures on the way with the championships so i got all 4 of them so that's pretty cool and yeah, still waiting on uh still waiting on this uh damn seller to get back to me on the Chris Hero, bro. But other than that, um <laughs> motherfucker won't send me the damn offer, bro. But um well actually I sent him an offer, I'm just waiting for him to accept it. But regardless, I'm good, man. Uh as Durante always asks, bro, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you, Durante? What about you, Logan? Everybody else in chat, bro. My god, do we have a lot to talk about tomorrow, bro. We have mm-hmm. we have a lot, man. We got uh you know, to give you guys a sneak peek even though even though I'm sure most of you guys know about the shit. We got more CM Punk trolling. We have the Sasha Banks stuff to talk about, how WWE reacted to her uh being in New Japan and how they feel about it uh money in the bank news on money in the bank i'm sure you guys heard about that that's very exciting even though i wish money in the bank would have been on mania um you know it, it was one of the it was one of the gimmick pay-per-views at the end of the day i didn't mind it but i would prefer it on wrestlemania exactly so um and we got news on money in the bank and then and then the big one man fucking and, and you know what dude the, This video is going to hit so much different. I tweeted it out, bro, but this is going to hit so much, so different being that now there is a possibility that we don't see a lot of this on WrestleMania because if Vince McMahon is back, none of this, a majority of this shit that we have, uh, that we, that we both individually have written down probably is not happening. So, bruh. <sighs> yeah, but we'll get into that tomorrow, man. It is just so fucking frustrating, man, to be a WWE fan. I mean, <laughs> uh, especially now, man. I mean, I mean, this is supposed to be the time where it's not stressful, and exactly, bro. The one thing to and happen, very... the one thing to happen to make it stressful would be Vince McMahon coming back and Johnny Gargano's booking. But, yeah. um, but you know,
2: I mean,
1: <sighs> you know. Uh I don't know, man. I don't know. Please God know. But anyway, we have prepared uh some pretty cool uh WrestleMania cards for you guys, man. We got night one and night two each for me and Sir Kay, and we're gonna uh go over uh individually our respective cards. We'll uh we'll do Sir Kay's night one. Um, He's going to talk about his, and then we'll talk about it all together, and then I'll go into mine, and same thing for night two, man. So, yeah. Be, um, Without further ado, man, let's flip the script, bro. What do you got?
2: All right, man. All right, man. Okay. So, night one starts off with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, I like the idea of the Money in the Bank ladder matches being on Mania I thought about switching it when I saw the news, but like, I was thinking, man, this is if I, along with Triple H, would be booking this shit, Correct. I would keep this, man. So, I kept the Money in the Bank title matches. It starts off with the women's on night one, and the people in the match go as follows Asuka, Tegan Knox, Bally, Piper <laughs> Niven, Alexa Bliss, and Becky Lynch, man. Now, mm reason I put people like Bailey and Becky in there, not only will it, you know, make sense when I talk about, you know, past things that could happen during the match, but I want to step back from, well, now the three-horse women. (laughs) So I want to step back from what's left of the four-horse women, the three-horse women, and give other people a shot in world title situations, man. And you'll see that later with my, you know, two other women's you know title matches later and cards and whatnot but Mm. i want the likes of bailey becky and charlotte to step back for once um she was the first one i named she is in the women's Money in the bank ladder match and she is going to be the winner of that match now i put all these people together because most of them have history bailey has history with asuka they could play into that match Bailey has history with Alexa Bliss, even though that is ass history. They still have history they could play into. Bailey and Becky have history, and then I like the idea of Piper Niven and Tegan Knox in there just to just to toss it up. Two people that are you know not newer but less done less in WWE. I think that's a cool mix of women. With histories and without histories, and I think it could produce a really, really nice Money in the Bank Women's Ladder match, man. Like I said, my winner would be Asuka, of course. Now, what she's been teasing on social media that I haven't seen her tease at all in like the last like two months was um she's been te- teasing her Kana side. That's what I would have her be. I don't know. She could come back in the Rumble, even though I probably wouldn't since she wouldn't be winning it. So I'd maybe save her till after the Rumble. Have her come back to TV as more of a Kana-like character, man. And that's who that's who wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. Asuka is more of that Kana-like character, man. And I think that would produce a really, really good Miss Money in the Bank, man. It, it's different. She'll have something to hold for the time being that she isn't champion. And no one ready for Asuka is a cool thing to put with the Money in the Bank. You know briefcase, because let's say on the, the draft night, you have, you know, obviously both women's world champions there, because, you know, draft stuff, she could just randomly attack both of them and tell both of them, you are ready for Asuka, you know what I mean, shit like that could be really cool, and I, I think Asuka would, is, would be amazing as my, Miss Money in the Bank, man, so that's my first match, and she is my first winner, man, because I really like that, and... She doesn't entirely have history with what will be my women's winners, but it's great potential history. So that is match one of night one, winner being Asuka, man. The second match is definitely my least, not my least, my, um, not, it's not my favorite. I kind of had to sacrifice some things. It's not obviously going to be all dream match after dream match. Sacrifices had to be made. It is an icy title match between what the winner will be Sheamus, and I will get into that, versus Solo Sokoa, man. So, I wanted Sheamus to face someone maybe a little bigger, but I didn't want to do certain people like McIntyre, because that's been done before. I didn't want to, you know, there are a lot of big people on the card that just are busy doing other things, man. So, you always got to make sacrifices on the show. Sadly, not to saying this match is bad, that I think this match is bad, but it's not as, you know, it's not an IC title match in its in its core, and I'm willing to admit that, man. But the way Sheamus would win the IC title would most likely be at Elimination Chamber against Walter, man. And you have reasons for, you know, not to spoil it, but to do differently things. But I don't mind this way, man. I think what Walter does later in the pay-per-view weekend will really, really be a good path for him. And I chose Solo Sokoa because I really wanted to get the man on the show because I think he genuinely kind of has to be a mania. And I think him going for the IC title is what, you know, in terms of kayfabe, Roman would want him to do something like that. You know what I mean? So I really wanted to get Solo Sokoa on the show. I originally had him in the men's, Money in the Bank ladder match. I switched him out to somebody else that was going to be in this match. But with Seamus man. But I decided, you know what? I like the guy. He won't win the match, obviously. I don't think I've said it yet. But the winner of this match will be Seamus defending his IC title against Solo Sokoa Man. But it's not the coolest IC title match, man. But it's one I think could make sense. It's what I think could happen. Yeah, and in... And it's a nice path for Solus go, man. He doesn't have to win. And if he lo- and if he loses, he won't look horrible, man. Solus He is the future. He has so many years to do big things in this company, man. Even, let's say, this motherfucker Vince does take over. I still think Solo has a has a pretty good chance in the future of this company, man. So this is my second match, and it's not as great as I would have liked it to be. But I, I'm, I'm still happy with it, man. I'm still happy with it. And the next match, man, a really obvious match, I think a match we could all guess is happening. I wanted, so in terms of, you know, me and you talked about this, but match placement I tried to, you know, work with, man. So I put, you know, the Women's Money in the Bank Ladder match first. That would be an exciting match for fans to get into, whatnot. And Sheamus could be an exciting person for some fans to watch. So after that, I wanted to put something... That the match itself is gonna be a nice, you know, calming a nice break for the fans. Not saying this match is gonna be ass. Obviously, you don't want to just purposely put an ass match, but put a a lesser match to ease people into what the next match is, which is a very high, you know, crowd reaction match. The next match I have is Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Man, it, it it's what they're doing, man. It's it's what they're doing. It's what I'm doing, man. It just makes sense. Um, it's what they're teasing on T V with all the, you know, the random showing up to their houses and stuff and I I really like it, man. I, I for someone who hates Dominic and you know, he sucks. But he's he's been funny, man. He's been funny and he is the winner of this match because even though again, not the biggest fan of Dominic, I genuinely don't think he has the brightest future. But it only makes sense for the kid to win against his dad, bro. And Ray Ray Mysterio is the type of guy. To want his son to win over him, even though he probably knows deep down that his son kind of sucks, so saying the third match is Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio with Dominic going over man, and yeah, I think it just fits. And again, you you guys might be asking, you know, isn't Rey technically on SmackDown now and Dominic's still on Raw? Me and Johnny discussed this, bruh. WWE. Doesn't really give a fuck about the draft right now. So we did. Not that we're just random person versus random person. It's still trying to make sense. But it's not strictly SmackDown versus SmackDown. Raw versus Raw, man. And with... that, I do with the Judgment Day.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to say, that that was one of the things I wanted to clarify is... WWE is doing little to no consideration of their own brand split, So we didn't either... So exactly. Um, we honestly just tried to put together the best card, and like I said, I mean, especially nowadays, you're seeing brawling brutes pop up on Raw just for the hell of it. You're seeing Kevin O go over to Sm- Kevin Owens, uh, um, go over to SmackDown to tell his story uh, with the Bloodline. So I mean, it, it is what it is, man.
2: Exactly, man. And for Judgment Day specifically, it'll make sense for them to be on SmackDown, which it'll talk about later in night one, actually, but I have Ray versus Dominic Mysterio, man, and I have Dominic going over. And it's a it'll be a nice calming break to see what is next, man. Which the next match is one of my favorite matches I've come up with for WrestleMania weekend, man. What will be at the time of Mania for me, the raw tag team champions, the hurt business of Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander versus the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus the OC of AJ Styles and Carl Anderson versus Street Profits, man, in a Fatal 4-Way for the Raw Tag Team titles. I didn't have a Fatal 4-Way on the show. Well, this is the only Fatal 4-Way on the show. And I wanted one, and I thought, I love multi-man tag matches, especially when there's good guys in them. And I would... Trust Triple H to book a good one. And I think all of these guys can mix very well, man. Very well, you know, from Finn and AJ's history. And if you're asking why of the OC I did AJ and Anderson, not only do I like, you know, Anderson and AJ a lot, I think they're the two best wrestlers in that group. I don't fucking care for Gallows, bro. This is my show, bro. Gallows can take a backseat, bro. And I didn't really have anything singles for Finn, for I mean for AJ, so I think this is a very good spot and like I said the mix-up between Finn and AJ would be really good, man Montez Ford mixing it up with AJ Styles could be really good Um, Either Shelton Benjamin or Cedric Alexander mixing up with people like AJ will be really good And that's what's my, one of my favorite things about this match is the great mix-ups that could happen in the, in the Fatal 4-Way, man Now this very well could be, I just realized I didn't really make anything like a gimmick match, besides the money to make ladder matches. You could really make this like a tornado tag, which what I probably should have added now that I think about it. But stuff like that can make these matches even better, man. Even fucking better. And the reason the Hurt Business is the Rock Tag Team Champions, man, I wanted to get them off the Usos because I didn't want Roman and the Usos to be on both nights defending both titles. I thought that would have been a, a little redundant for me personally, man. So how I would probably do it is, um, is they're kind of already teasing something like that on Raw with the way, um, um, I was about to say Shelton Pierce, the way Pierce is talking about it uh, on a Raw, but he's obviously getting tired of the Usos and the rest of the bloodline fucking up shit on Raw. And, you know... The Herb Business is a very business, obviously, related group. So it only makes sense for if he wants to, if he's tired of the Usos fucking shit up and that he wants a reason to get them off of Monday Night Raw, he could force them to just defend the Raw Tag Team Championships against a tag team that's on Raw. And I think the Herb Business would be perfect for that, and they'd be the perfect person to take. And in this match, they would defend against... The rest of the three other tag teams, man, and keep the raw tag team titles after Mania, man. I uh, I like that path, man, because I didn't like I said I didn't want to do the Usos twice, so I like this path, man. I love the Her business. Um, I really like Judgment Day, um, especially those two members, AJ and Anderson, and um, Street Profits, man. <laughs> I think they could all make to make a really good match together. It's one of my favorite matches I've put together in terms yeah. of matches. And I think it's one that could logically happen, man. I, I definitely you could tell the point on TV right now is that Pierce is tired of you know the bloodline and the Usos, and makes them just defend the Raw team Tag Tag Titles to get it off of them, so he doesn't have to see them on his show anymore, man. So because because one thing about on TV they could the Usos can legally say at any time is we're Raw Tag Team Champions. We're technically supposed to be here, you know what I mean? So he. Might know that they want to pull that card, and maybe they do, and he wants to take that card off of him, man. So, and this is my Raw Tag Team title match, man. I really like it, man. I love the Hurt Business, and they would retain in this match, man. And the crowd would be going nuts, man. The crowd would be going nuts, man. And my, what is this match? One, two, three, four. My fifth match on night one is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Charlotte Flair defending against the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley, man. Okay. Get this on here for multiple reasons, man. Not only do they have their obvious history from NXT, when Charlotte absolutely buried Rhea Ripley, and took her momentum for like two fucking years, (laughs) until now, basically, with Rhea Ripley. Um... I like... So, Ray Ripley will be the winner of this match, taking the title from one Charlotte Fireman and I do like the idea, and I'm down for the idea of Judgment Day moving over SmackDown with Ray Ripley, man. Obviously, they wouldn't win that Raw Tag Team Titles in their, you know, title shot match, so they lost that opportunity, although Dominic would be getting the win over Ray. um, He, you know, kind of needed in itself, so... To balance out the judgment, you know, Finn and Priest losing, you could have Dominic and Rhea winning their respective matches. Man, and from people like Wyatt to a possible people like Sanity, what I would probably put on SmackDown. I actually, spoiler alert, I don't have Sanity on the card. If I was booking it, I would probably have them debut the night after uh, Mania, the the Raw after Mania, or if they're going to SmackDown, SmackDown after Mania. But I would think a. Uh, of show like smackdown with the wyatt six judgment day insanity could be in judgment day judgment day sanity and wyatt six could be a really cool mix of factions man i think that could be really cool and it could explain why rom why dominic or Rom-nic, dominic dominic is on SmackDown so much because ray ripley is also there and you know those two are tied to the hip man so i think that only makes it, it is it is mommy it is mommy man And ever since I I, I kind of thought of it, I really like the idea of Ray Ripley, you know, winning the um, SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte Flair or whatever championship Charlotte had. And, you know, as of last Friday, she has the SmackDown Women's title, so perfect timing in a horrible way. But um, I would have Ray Ripley go over, beat Charlotte Flair in their match, man. I I think that would be a good path, man. I like Rhea Ripley. I'm down for Judgment Day on SmackDown, man. And I think it'd be the perfect revenge for Rhea Ripley for you know, burying her in, on NXT, man, and winning that SmackDown Women's title. And it goes into my idea of letting the three horsewomen take a step back from the title picture for at least some time, man. At least some time. You know, and my sixth match, second to last match on night one, man. I have a non-title match and it's a very intriguing match that i'm really happy of it is bobby lashley versus john cena now i looked it up i do not believe this happened before i am not a wrestling encyclopedia like you and logan it might have i have no fucking clue i googled it i didn't all that came up Was people simulating it on various two Ks, so I'm not sure this match has happened. So it could be a first time ever, and even if it's not, man, it is an amazing match, man. I love the. I wanted a good. Mm -hmm. I
1: I want to say it hasn't because I know when Bobby Lashley first spent time in WWE, he was mainly on like the WWE C W thing. Yeah. So and John Cena was obviously you know the. The you know spearheaded on Monday Night Raw, so I want to say that hasn't happened before. And when you when you originally told me that, I I really like that idea. That that's that's a great great match. Hell yeah,
2: man! I want no matter what on this fucking weekend, man. I wanted a great match for Bobby Lashley. Um, I was originally thinking of like a a, you know smaller, faster guy with you know not him, but like the likes of an AJ. So because you know they. Big guys like Brock and Lashley always do great against guys those size. But I, all those guys were kind of busy. And Cena wasn't really busy. I had him in a match, but I was like, do I really want to do this match? I was originally gonna just going to do Cena in theory. But I was like, I want something greater for Cena. So I thought Lashley versus Cena would be a great match. Again, I looked it up. I don't know if it happened, man. I, all I saw on Google was 2K simulations of the fucking match. So I love the idea of this match, man. And the story could be pretty simple. You know, Bobby Lashley got the, judge, not the Judgment Day back, the herb business back, man. He, he's doing great on Raw, man. And John Cena, he, he wants. He, John Cena's always looking for a big fight, man. You could twist the story any way you want it. Maybe. Uh, lashley attacks cena first cena opens up to a match first it could go any way with a guy like cena man either way this match itself is something i would really like to see man i think they could really kill it in the ring with each other and i have it as my second to last match because although i think it's a really good match to happen for the first time ever i put it in that you know if you have to cut time out of the show, it'd be this match. Match, you know, second to last match. Because although it's a very great match, that's a dream match, it doesn't need a whole bunch of time. It doesn't need, you know, twenty plus minutes. It could have it, but with both the guys' ages, it doesn't need it. So if you have to cut a little time, I wouldn't mind it being a match like this, which goes into my night two, which we'll you know talk about later. But I, the second to last match, I I. I for both nights, I try to put something that doesn't need, you know, 25-plus minutes, man. So I think this match kind of falls under that umbrella, and I really like it, man. Lashley obviously would get the win in this match, man. And from someone else losing, it could set up a match versus a certain someone later in the year that I think a Logan would really like to see, maybe if we do a Smack uh, SummerSlam, you know, um... Fantasy booking, a flipping script, man. I think Logan would really like. Oh, hell no, bro! Ain't no way. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely. but I think Logan would really like to see it against another person that takes an L this weekend on night two for me. But um, Cena would get the L, man. Lashley would get the W. I think this is a really good dream match, man. And I really like the idea. And it, and all the members of her business would be winning. On night one. Which is something I would just. It, I would love to see man. And, and I think it would be necessary. For their return pay per view. Which by technically that wouldn't be their return pay per view. But it's fucking mania. in it's fucking mania man. And. The last match. The main event of night one. Of the Wrestlemania night. And A. Would be. My men's universal world title match, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Now, you don't know if Seth is injured. I was originally going to have a backup match, bro. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, I couldn't make a backup match to save my fucking life if Seth is injured, bro. If Seth's injured, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? My card's going out the window, bro, because I genuinely couldn't find someone to put as a backup match. Versus Roman, man. So there's no backup match. It was originally going to be... Couldn't fucking figure one out to save my damn life. But Roman versus Seth, man. Main event of Night 1 for the Universal title, man. I mean, you guys heard us this past year talking about Seth and talking about Raw and talking about the titles, man. Seth, Seth, Seth's been the workhorse of this company for how long now? He's been the guy on Raw the fucking longest now since fucking what like 2016 2017 bro he has been the goat on monday night raw the goat of the of wwe just just putting this company on his back man and he had his lows. we all know his lows but i think he's a person that genuinely deserves a win and a world title over roman reigns at this point man um he He's Seth Rollins, man. I, I think he's one of the best, man. Um, you know, obviously, this match could go a million ways with the story, man. He is not my Royal Rumble winner, which, I mean, it's kind of obvious. I guess you guys could probably guess my Royal Rumble winner for the Made of Phil Night, too, man. But he's not the Royal Rumble winner, man. But um, he doesn't really need to be. He's Seth Rollins. He could always win it one year, uh, maybe another time in a couple of years, man. But... With their history against each other, man, we all know the shield, they brought it up during their original feud and well during their last feud. And it was really fucking good. Seth man, he's really good at bringing that shit up, at getting under Roman Reigns skin, man, because he was his brother once, man, he knows what makes him tick, man. And I really like that dynamic. And although Seth would definitely be a baby face in this situation, I think Seth is the type of guy that can do a little bit of both. He could be a kind of a dick. To aim, even still being a babyface towards Roman Reigns, I think that could really work, man. No, in WWE they gotta they gotta flesh out their babyfaces more. Let them be assholes sometimes against their heel opponents, man. Especially when they have history against it. It doesn't just because you're an asshole once doesn't make you a heel. So I think that dynamic is amazing. We've seen it before, but it's a match I don't mind seeing again, man. I love it. They could put on a fucking a banger in that main event, man. And I would give the universal title and the win to Seth freaking Rollins, man. I know I said freaking. I can't believe I just said that, man. But if it's in that world title situation, I don't care what the fuck they call the man. And I like that as the main event of night one, closing off night one with Seth Rollins holding up the universal title, man. And I really like that. And I'll talk a little bit about who I might put to each, you know, I, they're the two title winners what show i might put them on still not sure man because i think seth would be great on either raw or smackdown but i might switch it up man i might switch it up but that's my night one man it ends with seth rollins victorious against roman reigns man for the universal title man
1: sweet bro sweet yes that is, that is a great card i like seth freaking rollins man seth freaking rollins Yes, I I liked it a lot. I I really liked the Bobby (laughs) Lashley and John Cena match. I love that tag match as well, man. Hell
2: yeah, man. Thank you, Thank you. Can't wait to hear yours.
1: With my night one, the first match I have written down, so I want to emphasize something before I start this. So I put a lot of effort into uh, telling your – long and fleshed out stories. So a lot of these matches are kind of stories that you can have hints of these guys (laughs) intertwining. I wanted to put a big emphasis on faction warfare because to your WWE audience, we haven't really seen any, seen anything like it on a WWE show. So I think it would be cool to introduce it. Um, and yes, I put a big, I put a big emphasis on, on Faction Warfare. You'll see a lot of Faction Warfare. You'll see a lot of stories, like I said, that can even be drawn back to what's going on until today's current television. And I also put, uh, I, I threw a couple, I threw a couple, you know, dream matches in there for, um, for, you know, the marks like ourselves. However, there are a lot of matches when you guys hear them, you guys are going to probably click off the video because they sound absolutely horrendous, but I will explain to you guys the story behind them. Uh, I managed to come up with a little a little bit of a story for uh, most of the odd matches that you guys are probably going to hear come out of my mouth, and it'll probably sound like I would, I would never book that in my right mind, but I will explain why. So... Uh, we're going to start things off, men. We got eight matches for night one and, and eight matches for night two. So 16 matches in total. The first match is going to be uh, the first match. I have uh, also not going in any specific order. Um, So it, it kind of all just depends on, on who, on who is hot at the time and, and yeah. who is, um, sure. is who is hot at the time. And, and again, kind of obviously your more interesting stuff you want to see. So, for match night uh for match one on night one, uh we're gonna talk about the US title, man. Austin Theory. I have Austin Theory defending the United States Championship and a triple threat. And I have Austin Theory defending in a triple threat match, and he is going to be defending against Bruh. Okay.
2: It's where we may have the same US title match. Not even knowing.
1: Okay, so Austin Theory is going to be defending the United States Championship against Bronson Reed and Johnny Gargano.
2: Okay, okay.
1: So Austin Theory is we going to be. Match. I'm dead. So yes, Austin Theory is going to be defending the United States Championship, uh, in a triple threat match here against Austin or against Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. So, um this match I'm going to have and I will exp- you guys are going to notice a common theme here I'm also going to explain that at the end of the video so um Austin Theory uh like I said will be defending against Gargano and Bronson Reed so this you can see the little hintings of a Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory feud and then being with what had happened uh on Bronson Reed's debut he, you know, was uh cost Dexter Loomis the match. Dexter Loomis is kind of intertwined with Johnny Gargano. So you could kind of see the 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 seeds at least being a little planted for this one. Well, it could be the opener, it could not. It doesn't really matter. But um yeah, so this was my this was the US title match that I went with. Um yeah, I, I think this would be great. I think this would be great. Um and I would give the United States championship here to Bronson Reed. I would have Bronson Reed. Uh, you could do a cool spot maybe where Johnny Gargano has the Gargano escape and Bronson Reed hits the tsunami on both of them lying there. Um, So, and I think it would be a cool uh callback. So they're, NXT days where Bronson Reed defeated none other than Johnny Gargano to win the United States Championship or the North American Championship rather. So that is my U.S. title match, man. I'm putting the U.S. title on the thick boy for the first match of um, WrestleMania. Um, and with the second match, um, with the second match, I'm going to go ahead and say Drew McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa. What is the problem here? You may ask. Drew McIntyre has not forgotten that Solo Sokoa is the man that cost him the universal championship at clash at the castle. He costed him the championship man. Drew McIntyre has not forgotten about that and he wants to seek revenge. However, uh I got some interesting plans for the universal title if Seth is injured. We'll go over that at the end of night 1 as well. So this was my, one of my grudge matches I want to put on the show and one of the matches that I think uh that we could put a nice emphasis on the on the on the story for. Um the next match okay. This is going to sound weird. This is going to sound really weird. The next match I have Karrion Cross versus Logan Paul. Why am I doing this? You may ask. Okay. Well, I like Logan Paul a lot. I think the the dedication he has to the WWE is great. I think it's great. And, and, and I think, and I think he truly does care. And let's be honest, he is fucking amazing. So with that, I think we can introduce a cool story here of WWE changing under the Triple H regime and we're starting to see more of the NXT feel into it and Karrion Cross doesn't believe that there is any place for people like Logan Paul and WWE such as like YouTubers and stuff like that. And I think this could be a really fun match. I think with Logan Paul's fast-paced style and Carrying Cross, you know, being a bigger guy, I think this could make for a really good match. I think Carrying Cross could have control for most of the match, have Logan Paul start to do that babyface comeback, and then in the end, just have Carrying Cross end up mauling Logan Paul. And I think it would be really fun. And I think this would be great publicity for Karrion Cross. I think this would be a good way to get him out of there because Logan Paul is very popular. Logan Paul comes with eyes. So instead of doing a guy like Logan Paul versus John Cena, everybody knows John Cena. Let's get some eyes on a guy like Karrion Cross. So that was my thought process behind this, and I thought it could make for a really good concept and a really fun match, and I thought it could make for um a cool concept, like I said, of Karrion Cross. Um, thinking that a guy like Logan Paul is a disgrace to wrestling and, you know, he wants to fucking beat the hell out of him for it. So, yes, that is my third match on WrestleMania night one. My fourth match is Edge. We got Edge. He's on night one, yeah. man, and he's going to be in a dream match against... Shinsuke Nakamura, Edge versus yes, Nakamura. This is a match. I really think we. I really think you can kind of ride the momentum we're on with Nakamura going to do Noah, going to do pro wrestling. Noah, I think we can ride this momentum. My original plan was to do Carrying Cross versus Edge. However, Edge is just getting out of a dark feud if you will with the judgment day by this point I don't want to see him in another feud where his mental fortitude is being tested and if Edge is really going to retire I just want banger of matches and if I'm being 100% honest Edge versus Karrion Cross as a story sounds okay but the time frame doesn't match up maybe you could do it in the summer but I don't think the match would really be all that great so let's get Edge in there with enough uh, as much um well young but maybe not even young but just people that he's never faced before and people that could have a really good contrast in styles and let's get nakamura back into the limelight so that was my that was my thought process with that that was my thought process with that man and yeah so that was these two matches obviously intertwined because edge um because you know my original match was edge versus carrying cross but I, I i don't know like i said He's just getting out of a, you know, dark feud where again his mental fortitude is being tested by the Judgment Day and carrying Cross honestly I feel would just be the same thing all over again. So Everyone, So I wanted to do something fun for Edge, something fun, a dream match for him and Edge versus Nakamura um uh, scratches that itch for me, man. So, and then like I said, Karrion Cross versus Logan Paul. I think it'd be great eyes on Karrion Cross, and and I think and I think it would be a fun match to to put Logan Paul in against somebody who's a little higher tiered on the card. I don't want to just see him continuing to face lower tier guys like The Miz and, and and fucking people like that, man. So, I mean, obviously he faces he faced Roman Reigns, but you get the point. Who did he face at WrestleMania? It was him and Miz versus uh, the Mysterios. You know, nobody wants to fucking see that, man. I mean, so let's get... I mean, if he really wants to be here, and if he really wants to be a part of the team, let's put him against some people, uh, some people that actually matter. You know what I mean? Because Logan Paul's great. So let's get him in the ring with people that are equally as great, man. Again, I don't know how good the story will be, but, you know, the match... The match is one thing. However, I actually have Nakamura going over in this match. I have Nakamura going over in this match, man. And, um, I I'm gonna do an interesting concept with a, a match, uh, that I was thinking for SummerSlam that also I think our boy uh, manager Logan would want to see as well, man. So, um, so I got Edge versus Nakamura as my dream match, man, to scratch the dream match itch. So that is my. Uh, dream match uh, for Edge, man. And the next match, uh, we talked about our faction warfare. The next match I have is Legado del Fantasma, Escobar Wild, and Mendoza versus Sanity. Versus Sanity, man. Uh, Eric Young, Killian Dane, and Alexander Wolf. And obviously, you have the. You have the um, uh, the two girls as well. You have Nikki Cross and you have Zelina Vega. So, I have sanity going over in this match. When I was writing this, I was a little skeptical to have Legato Del Fantasma lose. However, it takes understanding that we're in a different era. And honestly, bro, if people lose, it is... It doesn't mean anything if they look good. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, if you lose, you know, uh, an ungodly amount, obviously. But if it's on a WrestleMania stage and you just put on a banger of a match against Sanity and you lose, it is what it is, man. But one concept I I would like to do for this match, I have Sanity going over by way of an unanticipated member of the group. I am going to reintroduce Sawyer Fulton. Everybody knows Sanity as Nikki Cross, Killian Dane, Eric Young, and Alexander Wolfe. Let's not forget about the forgotten member of Sanity, man. And I'm going to introduce, I'm going to reintroduce him back into the fold. He's a big guy. You know, he looks scary as all hell. And I really think that will garner a great reaction. And you got to understand too, we're at WrestleMania here. These are hardcore fans. These people are going to know him. These people are going to pop for him. These people are going to pop for the re-debut of Sanity or the, you know, re-debut of the whole, you know, Sawyer Fulton coming back into the group. And Legato Phantasma well, is going to lose here, but none, But I this would actually be my first of many matches between them throughout the summer, and I do think Legato can can get the win against um uh, against Sanity, you know, throughout the summer. But for WrestleMania, I'm putting Sanity over, and also Legato will not look too bad because Legato was caught off guard, man, by Big Sawyer Fulton. So that's what I'm going to do for my fifth match on WrestleMania and my sixth match I'm going to go with another grudge match here I'm going to go with Bailey versus Asuka I'm going to go with Bailey versus Asuka man I originally had Bailey slated in my women's um money in the bank ladder match However, mm. I wanted to switch it up for you guys and I wanted to make it a little fun for myself, you know, to switch it up a little bit and see what I could do with some of these people. Unfortunately, some some people like Candice LeRae and Piper Niven and stuff were unfortunately Shayna Baszler were left off the card. But, um, you know, a- a- another thing I want to emphasize here is with Triple H, man, although it sucks that some of these people are left off the card, these spots have to be prestigious. You know what I mean? These spots have to be earned and these spots have to be for the best stuff you have to offer for WrestleMania. So Bailey versus Oscar. I was originally thinking, uh, to be a hundred percent honest, I was originally thinking had Mandy Rose not gotten released, I would have done damage control versus toxic attraction. I think that would be really cool to get damage control in there against another actual faction, not Bianca Electabliss, bliss and Oscar, but I digress. Um, we're going to do Bailey versus Asuka here. This is going to be another grudge match and I'm going to put Bailey over. I'm going to put Bailey over in a hard-fought victory and this is what's going to happen at the end, man. Bailey is going to shed some of her heel persona and she's going to look at Asuka. She's going to extend her hand and Asuka is going to turn heel. Asuka is going to turn heel and she is going to absolutely flip her shit here and this is going to be the end of her losing for a long time this is going to be the end of Asuka's losing I I don't think we take her off television I think we have her turn heel and then I think we have a decent enough uh point in in you know uh, and, and you know what maybe this isn't a heel turn maybe this is just Asuka going tweener because damage control and Bailey stay heel For me, but I think Asuka at least goes back to not I honestly would put Asuka in the I know that's like the easy way out, like, oh, just turn him tweener. I don't want to turn her heel because um I want to keep her stuff with Bailey going a little bit longer, maybe one more match after this where Asuka gets the victory. But I don't want Asuka to turn heel. Or or maybe she does turn heel and we get a nice heel versus heel. And then she could go off and face any babyface that she wants. But for damage control, they stay heel. And for Asuka, for, I'd say maybe for one more match with Bailey, she isn't babyface, but just plays the babyface role because the people like her. But I think from then on, heel, heel or tweener, we transition into the Kana, you know, 2017-16 Asuka, badass Asuka. So that's what we're doing okay. for that. That's what we're doing for that, man. And the second to last match on night one, man, Bianca Belair defends the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley uh, will be the winner of my Royal Rumble uh, for the women. And Rhea Ripley is going to go on and cash in her chips against um, Bianca Belair, man. So Bianca Belair is finally going to have been built up in her John Cena-esque fashion to fall to, um, to, uh, reach her, uh, judgment day, if you will. And she's going to lose to Rhea Ripley, man. So, um, yes, this is going to be where Rhea Ripley gets put over big and she becomes the Raw Women's Champion, man. Um, and yeah, that is, what I would do, I would have done the Charlotte match, but you know, I, I I got something that I I would personally enjoy a little bit more for Charlotte. It's kind of the only thing I think I would ever enjoy Charlotte in. Um, but um, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, um, has been built up huge, you know. So I think it, I think there's really no better person to, you know, um, you know, Charlotte is the. Charlotte is, you know, Charlotte is the stereotype for for, uh, WWE uh, and their women. You know what I mean? But I I think it would be cool to um, have Bianca beat somebody who is uh, a beast right now and somebody who's actually one of the best at their craft and not Charlotte Flair. So that is why I went. But I totally understand why you... I'm not trying to bury your concept because... No, because your concept, I mean... Your concept right itself bro. I mean Charlotte Charlotte fucking Charlotte's a huge part of the reason why Rhea Ripley died for so many years. So, you know, yours makes all all the m- most sense. But um yeah, so Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley um it for is for my Raw Women's Championship, man. And for my main event of night 1. We have the winner of the Elimination Chamber. Seth Rollins taking on Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. However, this is my audible. If Seth Rollins is injured, if Seth Rollins is injured, Roman Reigns says, you know what? I already have another match. I'm not defending my Universal title at WrestleMania. Instead, I'm just going to have night one off. Drew McIntyre has a problem with this. Huge problem with this. And he says, you know what? I want that shot. Roman Reigns says, no. It's, you know, it's too late. But I'll tell you what you can do. If you beat my cousin, Solo Sokoa, I'll see you in London. Okay. So, so, that, it, that. so that is what I would do. Uh, and then, obviously, for that, I would do, well, I Drew McIntyre and Solo Sokoa stays anyway. But if Seth, if if the audible is Seth going out i'm going to do roman i'm going to do roman and and him pulling out of night one but you know if it's not seth and you have to play into it you know you you could have Braun and then have Braun get injured it doesn't have to be seth obviously i would prefer for it to be seth but you know you could literally do anybody you could have it be like a even ricochet or something and ricochet and then just have ricochet get storyline injured roman pull out of night one ricochet would be good too because he's been being built up and then you know um you can you could do that uh, and that is what I would do, man. I would have Roman Reigns say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm done with these people. You know, I already have one match, and and there you can tell the story of Roman Reigns being fearful that Cody Rhodes could be the one. He is, you know, scared enough to to focus at all to to focus at all on Cody Rhodes. That way, also, you do not have Roman Reigns uh, losing at all before he gets to Cody Rhodes. So. You know, you could, you could do that or you could even put on a match with like Ricochet or something at WrestleMania in night one of the main event. And then, and then just have Roman Reigns beat him. You know what I mean? Um, but, but that was what I would do for, you know, the Seth audible, my main, I know I just gave you guys a lot of options, but my main option would be Drew McIntyre wants to step up. Roman Reigns says no because he's starting to be very fearful of uh, Cody Rhodes and he's starting to be on edge a little bit. And, you know, Roman Reigns denies him. Paul Heyman fights his ass off. Adam Pearce is trying to get Roman Reigns to defend. Paul Heyman fights his ass off and they get the match called off. That way we could even give the main event to even the U.S. title or we could give the main event to the women again, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. So you could do that. And, and and you know have Roman Reigns say if you beat my cousin, I'll see you in London. So that is what I would do with that. Or the other option, you just have Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns. Have Drew McIntyre come out to Broken Dreams and beat him. So one of the two I would do. Um. So yeah, man, that is my night one. Man, that is my night one.
2: Okay, man, I really liked it. I like the reason, the possible reason behind McIntyre and Solo. I really love that fucking edge Nakamura match. Good card, man. I like it a lot. Thank you. I like it a lot. Hell yeah, man. My night too. My night two kicks off with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, man. The participants are Santos Escobar, LA Knight, okay. Carmelo Ooh. Hayes, Ooh. Shinsuke Nakamura, okay. Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. I wanted I definitely wanted to ricochet in this match because they've been doing alright with the guy. And he fits perfectly in that match. And if it's under Triple H, he could really good be great in that match. And I really wanted to put Nakamura on the card somewhere. I was thinking about having him face Lashley for a while. But then I went with the Lashley versus Cena and I still wanted to do some with Nakamura. Cause like you said, he'd been doing so much stuff out of WWE. NWE, he has to do something that mania, bruh. He just has to. So I would definitely put him in this match, man. I think he could be really good in this match. Carmelo Hayes is a cool NXT call-up. That could be recent and could be very interesting into that match. LA Knight, obviously. He's been killing it since he's been able to be LA Knight again. Incentos Escobar, I also wanted to get him on the card. Um I couldn't get LDF the whole I couldn't get the whole faction, but I was able to get Santos Escobar on the card. And um, definitely put him in that Money in the Banks ladder match, man. And my winner of the match, well, back to the participants for one more second. The reason I also put McIntyre, because I was going to put him in that Seamus match, but I was like, they've done that a million times. I'm not going to do that another fucking time. And I wanted at least one bigger, you know, tougher guy in this match, because when they do it right, that's always a cool dynamic to have. In these matches, the one, you know, heavier, tougher guy, versus all the, you know, the smaller, faster guys. So I like that dynamic. I think McIntyre could be perfect with that because he's also, Damn. you know, lean enough to produce something interesting, man, to I really just, produce.
1: It. I mm. just got a great idea for my uh, night one, but I'll, I'll, I'll it ties in a night two. I just that something, okay. something wild just hit me. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bro. Hell yeah. That's the reason I put all these participants in. And, you know, it got mixed around a lot. I was originally going to put Dragon off somewhere in this match. I decided not to. I was also thinking about doing Dragon off versus Lashley. Because I love, you know, yeah. the dynamic of Walter and Lashley. But I think saving that for like a UK pay per view, it could be the moves, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. It could definitely be the moves. But um, my winner of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match and the new Mr. Money in the Bank will be L.A. Night, man. It's been in the news, man. Yeah. It's something that's very poss-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: possible to happen, bro. And I think he would be genuinely a great Mr. Money in the Bank, man. And a lot of what the other stuff I did across this show, Aorado really put a win and something on these newer, younger guys like L.A. Night, bro. Something we don't normally just get to see on the random. You never nowadays get to see like a guy like L.A. Night be a Mr. Money in the Bank. You know what I mean? Never. He is my Mr. Money in the Bank. He's the winner, man. And I think he could be a really good Mr. Money in the Bank, whether it's cashing in on possible Seth Rollins, possible Cody Rhodes. Any of them could be really cool, man. And I really like this match that I made. And I, and I think L.A. Knight he, it's one of those matches where I was going to do it the whole time. And the whole time, LA Knight was going to be my winner, man. He's really proven himself amazing in this Wyatt feud, man. And Not that, he, you know, he, I didn't think he was amazing, but he, like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's really He's really himself it. to the
1: main roster audience.
2: To the main roster audience, and you love to see him do that. Because NXT people don't always have, you know, a good you know, record, obviously, yeah, most times it's not their fault, <laughs> but with doing that, man, and the fact that he's really, you know, the fans are really liking him and really connecting with him and doing the yeah, I think it's really yeah. cool, man. And, <laughs> and let's say you do, you know, customize the fucking briefcase, putting yeah on that shit could be fucking fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that could be really fire, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Next, what kicks off my night two of WrestleMania wins Money in the Bank ladder match with L.A. Knight grabbing the briefcase and becoming Mr. Money in the Bank. Look oh God. I'm losing my fucking voice here, man. Come on. My second match on night two of WrestleMania, man. My U.S. title match. Also a triple threat with Austin Theory defending against Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed, man. Okay. I really like this. Um I really like Theory going against those, you know, way related members and opponents. I like that, man.
1: You're full screen in the Discord. Okay. You're good. Nope. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, you're back. All
2: right. Okay, okay. What was the last thing you heard?
1: I heard you talking about uh theory versus the way members.
2: Okay, yeah, so the match, obviously I'll reiterate, is a triple threat, theory defending the US title, against Dexter Lumix, <clears throat> Loomis and,
1: hey, fuck,
2: Bronson Reed, man, I really like the idea of, oh, oh what's up, Bell, how you doing? Hey, Bell. But, what's up, how are you, I random, random side note, Bell, I beg her happy that, it, um, money to banks in London, man. Uh, that sounds
1: awesome. That does sound awesome, man.
2: It does, man. But, um, yeah, man, I really like the idea of Theory mixing it up with, you know, passway opponents and members, man. And I think this is a really cool mix of them. Obviously, like you said, Loomis and Bronson Reed, obviously already on the main roster, have a reason for their beef. Bronson Reed screwed over Dexter Loomis. That is in itself obvious, man. In theory, having the U.S. champion Loomis's, you know, past with Johnny Gargano, also being the same as Theory's past with Johnny Gargano, could lead to cool stories. And Theory versus Reed back in NXT, you know, all that mix-up stuff happening could make like for a really fun story, you know? man. Oh my god, those fucking segments, man. That shit was funny, man. Dude, the awesome that shit was, funny was as funny
1: as funny man. As fuck, man. <laughs>
2: He was funny as hell back in NXT when he was fucking in the way, man. And that's that's and that's another reason why this match exists. It's just a, rem, a reminder of the way, which is... Also, there's another reminder of the way later on Night 2, man. And I'll get to that later, man. But I would have Theory retaining in this match, man. I like Theory. You know, he's not the next John Cena to me. At least not yet, but I still like the guy. I think he could be a good US champion, man. And I would have him defend the title, man. He could pin either Dexter Loomis or Merylton Reed. You could really, if you really want to play into their story more, you could have those two focus on each other more than the title. They obviously, you know, do WWE. They technically are more rookies. So they could, you know, mix that stuff up. Reason like that, man. But it is a triple threat where Theory does defend his U.S. title, man. And I really like that triple threat, man. My next match... Dream match, man. Dream match, and I did the same thing. Not the same person, but the same idea you did with Edge that I did with Edge. Putting him against not not necessarily a younger guy, even though mine's definitely younger than yours. I I think so, I believe so. Um, It's just a dream match that we haven't seen against someone who's very simultaneously in ring experience but still in ring young like you did with Nakamura man. Next match on my card is Edge versus Johnny Gargano man. Babyface versus baby face. It could be that I don't give a shit man. It's two great in ring guys versus each other and just just straight up dream match. This branches like this and matches like yours with Edge is to me the whole reason Edge should have came back for matches like these.
1: He should have Although, absolutely mm-hmm. he should have absolutely done the Chris Jericho route. Chris Jericho came back, you know, in 2015, and he's like, you know, I don't want to work against any of these guys. I've been fighting my whole career. I want to face the young guys.
2: Yeah, exactly, bro. I don't want to see you fucking edging a Randy Orton <sighs> a million fucking times. And Cena's one of those ones where I don't mind at all because of no, Cena, and okay. he's fucking amazing. And I don't mind him ending his career with that. But, like, not all of them have to be that type of match, man. And when matches like yours, Edge versus Nakamura, and matches like mine, Edge versus Gargano, is just shit. Left just level of shit we should have been getting the whole time with Edge, man. Yeah. And so me and you are both doing that mania, man. It could be babyface versus babyface, like I said. Gargano, when he's properly Johnny Gargano, ambitious, he'll. Give it, it all, man. He'll even take risks. He'll even do a little bit of bad to achieve his, to, to what, in his mind, is good in the end, man. Maybe attacking Edge is something that could happen in Johnny Gargano's mind. Maybe just challenging Edge is something he could do. I don't really mind how we get here, man. But Edge versus Johnny Gargano is a dream match to me, man. What I think could really be good on WrestleMania, man. And it is my third match. On night two, man, I would obviously have Johnny Gargano go over. He's the one with the future in the company after all, man. So Johnny Gargano would obviously go over in this match, man. And Edge losing and Cena losing could obviously tie in to a future match between them, maybe at SummerSlam, whatever it might be, versus you know Edge and John Cena in the future, man, because Edge could be thin after this loss to Johnny Gargano, like damn Finn, uh, Finn been fucking with my head. Gargano I lost to Johnny Gargano. I'm losing all these, you know, to him younger guys that aren't experienced at him as him. What's going on? You know, he could have a real, you know, self self reflection reflecting after a loss to a guy like Johnny Gargano. And that could lead to a match with John Cena in the future, which I really like. And, again, just the match itself of Edge versus Gargano is something I would love to fucking see, man. And that's the type of shit I want to see from Edge, man. It's my third match on the show, Gargano going over man And I love that idea, man. I really like that match, man. And I think it's a really good path for the both of them. And a fourth match on Night 2 of WrestleMania, man. The women's tag team match, a match which I originally forgot about until last night. (laughs) I forgot to do a tag match until last night. I actually came up with one I'm actually really proud with because I didn't think I'd be able to come up with one. My woman's tag team title match is Damage Control defending against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, man. I I, I thought of that last night and I was like, that's really cool. Especially with the way stuff that happens in the US title match. I think a way reunion between Candice LeRae and Indy Arwell could be really cool and really fun. And it's something for them to do since obviously neither of them are in singles world title, you know, things. So I think that'll be really good, man. And it would have Candice LeRae and Indy Arwell go over in the match beating Damage Control Man, which, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, I'm perpetuating, I'm, even I'm perpetuating Loser Control Man, but just the path they were set on at this point man i mean i hate saying but they the faction at least up till mania just are destined to lose man they really fucking are man which i hate to say man but it's just how it is man so they would definitely lose at wrestlemania against well and between things like a possible theory and gargano feud you know between those two and a future Gargano and possibly even, like, a Loomis feud could really be cool for Canis and Indy because it could be both of their, you know, on at least on screen for Indy. Significant others facing each other, which could, you know, cause tor- turmoil within each other and their tag team. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to take it off them, that could be the reason is their beef with, you know, each other's families, you could say. You know what I mean? That could be the possible future end for that tag team, man. You know with all that way stuff maybe the way all the members finally implode <clears throat> but i really like this match i came up with the last night on <clears throat> and like damn I, I really like what i produce here with this match man i, I like that. forgot the championship's entirety <clears throat> <clears throat> man, up until last night i really like a man sucks so damage control has to lose but Maybe I wouldn't break them up in the draft, maybe keep them together just for at least up until SummerSlam. One last shot with the with this faction, man, but after that if it fails, it fails, man. But I really like the idea of Candace and Indy being the women's tag team champions. And I think those are really women's tag team champions that Mercedes and Naomi would be proud of. Man. Not saying that they aren't proud of the women now, obviously, but I think that's a real women tag team that could, like, really make that, you know, tiny division something, man. My next match is not a match, in it, actually. It's more of a moment, uh, fucking... Listen, I couldn't really, I couldn't come up with a match for Bray Wyatt. I'll admit to you guys right here, I couldn't fucking come up with a match for the guy... To to save my life, I have what happens next on WrestleMania isn't a match. It's Bray Wyatt confronting Uncle Howdy in some way or form. It could be some type of, you know, uh, theatrical match. Something like that, maybe. Not really sure, man, but I think after what, to me, could probably be a loss to LA Knight due to the interference of Uncle Howdy in that feud in the LA Knight Roman in the LA Knight and Wyatt feud. <clears throat> you know, obviously Bray to confront Uncle Howdy in some shape or form and on night two it would happen. Again, whether it's a um uh the 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 fucking talk bro I don't know why I'm losing my voice. A theatrical match Or, just a moment, the half on the pay-per-view, man. He confronts Uncle Howdy, and in some way, shape, or form, the Wyatt Six is revealed, you know, unveiled, whatever, man. Couldn't think of a match for this man to save the life. Bray versus Bo could be really good, and it obviously would end with Bo joining Bray, but that might be a little too, you know, Roman and Jay-esque for me, personally, man, maybe... I don't know, man. Either way, it ends with Bray Wyatt revealing the Wyatt Six, either coming to terms with Uncle Howdy, becoming one with Uncle Howdy. Who who knows what Wyatt... Wyatt in himself is, you know, gotta go in-depth with him in a whole episode by himself, you know, basically. So, something happens, whether it's a match or not, where Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy come face-to-face, or some mental to mental and why it's six is revealed man and that happens on night two it could happen on night one because night two is a little stacked but um either way it happens this weekend it happens a weekend and it fucking happens man the next match on night two is the ta- smackdown tag team championship match the usos defending against kevin owens and sammy Zayn, man I prefer this path other than Sammy just facing Roman, maybe winning or losing. They go individually doing that, man. I think this is the best path he would go down, especially with, you know, Sammy and Jay being really intertwined in that group. I think this is the way to go. Usos versus the Cami brothers, man. Um, And I think it's the way they're going, man. It's the way I would go. It makes sense logically, man. Um, I like, you know, KO and Sammy a lot. Usos definitely would have a loss after what will most likely be Elimination Chamber to me, like in Night 1, what happened with the Hurt Business, so they would only have one tag championship at this point. So they could be a little stressed at the moment and maybe intimidated with KO and Sammy at this point, man. And I'm not going to go into crazy detail here, but the way the turn would happen would definitely be at Elimination Chamber, obviously Sammy's hometown. And the way I probably would prefer it to happen is I kind of don't want Sammy to mess up with the bloodline and then being just sick of him and just, you know, obviously beating him up, tossing him to the wind. I would actually like Them to beat him up after a bloodline celebration. Because it would just make them look like such bigger dicks. That it's just, yeah, we're on top of the world. And we're tired of, you know, letting this guy be with us, man. Letting this guy think he's a part of us. And they just start beating the fuck out of him at Elimination Chamber, man. I would actually like, if Roman defends, successfully defends, his world title in the chamber, man. It still just beats the life out of Sami Zayn after that match, man. I think that would make them look even he- more heelish and villainous, man. I think that would be a really good path, man. It could really babyface up. Not only Sami which is obviously already here, but Takeo, too. It's even to Takeo is like, although he's kind of like, I told you so, it's like, damn, I told you so, but they fucked you up, man. Something like that, man. And obviously, in this match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would get the victory, taking the SmackDown Tag Team titles from the Usos, man. It's Let's just say it'll be a bad weekend for the bloodline. I think no matter what, man. But I like the idea. Sami and KO versus the Usos. I think that is the path that they are going with and that they probably should go with, man. And... KO and Sammy obviously get the win. It's the main storyline that WWE has been building up to for up until Mania. And I think it'll be a greatly deserved payoff on night two, man. My next match, man. Brock Lesnar versus Walter. Not Gunther. Ain't no way he's Gunther, bruh. Brock Lesnar versus Walter. Another match that is obviously we saw on in the news. Plan for WrestleMania. It has its story that you could put behind it, you know, whatever you might want to do, man. But I love the idea of this match, man. After Walter but presumably, you know, in my night one, obviously guys saw lose to Sheamus at at the Chamber, Sheamus winning the IC title, man. Walter being the titleless, he needs a big win after that on Mania to not only not put him back on track not that he would go off to up track if he lost the ic title but keep him on track after losing the ic title and i think obviously a win against brock lesnar is one of the highest forms of anything you could have in professional wrestling man walter being that guy the match would be fire the um, the aura will be fire man I can him, bro. He ain't Gunther, bro. He ain't fucking Gunther, bro. He's Walter. It's Walter versus Brock. Look, Walter versus Brock, man, I love the idea of that match. And I think a win over Brock Lesnar will solidify Walter as one of the next guys in this company, man. I think it'll be not only a great way to keep him hot after his IC title loss, but. It'll be a great win nonetheless. And a great accolade to have that he could always say, I beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And afterwards, after WrestleMania, (laughs) Logan, pushing it, bro. You're pushing it. And afterwards, I think it could really help Walter focus on Imperium stuff more as they could go do, or he could go help them try to win tag team titles. He could go try to win, help them win other stuff. They could try to help him maybe try to get the IC title back, but I mean, not completely, man. But I think after Mania, he would really be able to focus on his faction and them as a whole winning in general, man. So I really like that match, man. My second to last match, I'd like to, of WrestleMania is Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship. Well, she won't be defending. Def- the Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler, man. Um, like I said, with the other matches um related to the women, I want the three horse women to take a step back. I was thinking about putting Bailey in the spot. I was thinking about putting Becky and Bailey in the spot. I was thinking about putting Bailey in this match, making it a triple threat man. But I was like, man, let me take it a step back with those with those women. Let them take a step back and let newer people win, man. And they, Bianca and Shayna have history from NXT. Shayna can never... I mean, Bianca can never beat Shayna back in NXT for that NXT Women's title, man. Mm-hmm. And I would come back to bite her, man, because she couldn't... She won't be able to defend against Shayna with her championship, man. Whether Shayna wins a, a chamber. She obviously isn't my um Royal Rumble winner, but she could do anything to get to Bianca Belair as they are on the same roster. So it's easier to book in terms of getting her to Bianca Belair. Well, they're not on the same roster, actually. Never mind. I'm I'm dumb. But they don't, you know, really bring up roster-related stuff at this point. So I won't, man. So Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler, man. I really like it. I like, And Shayna Baszler would go over in this match, man. I was originally going to switch up one of the women's champions so one of them can defend at WrestleMania. mania but this is a mania where i think a good amount of people gotta lose their titles man and i think both women go both current women's champions are two of those people that kind of have to lose their titles at wrestlemania man and again i wanted a, a newer person on the main roster even though she's technically not new she's been here for a minute but she haven't done anything with her for a minute Shayna Baszler, man. Shayna Baszler being the new Raw Women's Champion against against Bianca Belair, man. And the threat of Asuka is Money in the Bank Women's Champion. Money in the Bank. Dude, I cannot fucking talk. It's Miss Money in the Bank. Asuka, Miss Money in the Bank. The threat of that could be really interesting with a woman like Shayna, man. And that's who I would probably have Asuka eventually cash in on. Because that would be a really interesting feud. Because they basically did the same thing in NXT. And they never really, you know, got to really mix it in with each other. So, I think that could be a really good future feud for Shayna Baszler, man. And I like that path, man. I really like that path. And that's my second to last match on WrestleMania. Night 2, man. in my main event of WrestleMania Night 2. I think the world could guess it. Omos.
1: (laughs) Rock versus (laughs) Omos.
2: Rock versus Omos. No, it's not Omos. It's not fucking Rock, man. It's the world title, the WWE world title, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, man. And Cody Rhodes, obviously, is my Royal Rumble winner. Makes all the sense in the world, man. To me, at least, I think it should be Cody that wins the damn thing. Um, how I would probably do it: I like the I like the way of Seth coming out first, um, Cody coming out second. Not only do they finish their feud in that match, but Cody wins and goes on to face Roman in the main event of night two on WrestleMania, man, and beats Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, man. I mean, it speaks for itself, man. the whole reason Cody fucking came back, bro. I don't want to see him go for the U.S. title. I don't want to see him go for Seth again. Even though, again, I don't mind a match between those two happening at all. I don't mind it. He, he's he got to be going for the world fucking title, man. And Roman is the world champion. And just let a guy like Cody beat Roman. You know, that's the type of shit I want to see under Triple H, man. And Seth, that's the type of shit I would do with, or if I was, Triple H, man, and it'll just be a kick-ass match, bro, Cody's great, he could bring anybody to a good match, man, well, most people, Even Mo- Roman's definitely someone that he could have a great match with, man, it's what everyone's been talking about, it would be a year in the making, a year before that, Cody Rhodes returning at Mania, and the second he showed up, we all said, Cody versus Roman, next year at Mania, man, so, it's my main event for night two of WrestleMania, man. And I was thinking about this. I'm down, although I, for up in the whole year, I've been saying I would keep Rody Cody on Raw um, after the draft, man. I wouldn't mind seeing him on SmackDown and keeping Seth on Raw, even though now that I think about it, Seth has been on Raw for so long. I wouldn't mind seeing Seth on SmackDown. You know, obviously, Cody staying on Raw. To be honest, either way, I don't mind which champion goes where after the draft. Because no matter what, they're both great wrestlers in themselves. And produce great matches with whoever is on their respective rosters, man. But my main event, though, what ends the weekend is Cody Rhodes. You know he's going to be fucking crying. Holding the WWE Championship and victory, man. Cafetti going everywhere. It's fucking red, white, and blue fucking cafetti. You know Cody. Um he'll bring up his fucking daughter there. He'll well, I will be forced to see his God, his Godforsaken wife, man. And it'll be Cody getting that win and having his Daniel Bryan moment at WrestleMania.
1: Love it, bro. I love it. That's Thank awesome, you. dude. I Thank like you, the man. I like the Lesnar match, man. I like the Edge match. Um I love that woman's tag match, bro. I love that woman's tag match, man. I
2: really like how it turned out.
1: Yeah, dude. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Walter and Brock. That's solid, bro. Hell that's yeah. solid on any show. Um, Hell yeah. Okay, back to night one, really quick. <laughs> what I would do. And this and, and this is this is what I would do. This is this is the the final product here. I'm going to go Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns in the main event. Drew was my sub anyway, but I ended up booking this as if there wasn't a sub, but like I said, in case of audible, I'm going to go Drew versus Roman. Drew takes the title from Roman Reigns. Solo Sokoa wrestles a Roman Reigns open challenge that he gives him. And then I think you could debut somebody pretty cool in that spot. Doesn't really matter who it is. Cameron Grimes dragging off. Carmelo Hayes. Braun Breaker. Whatever. Drew McIntyre takes the title. Walks into Money in the Bank. And then that, on that show. Faces. Walter. For the Universal Championship. Okay. Tonight too. The first match I got, heading back to the faction warfare, we have the Judgment Day versus the Hurt Business. We have Judgment mm-hmm. Day versus the Hurt Business Man. The this could be a really this could be a really interesting story because the hurt business could be back in business, you know. They, they um, you know, they're coming back into WWE or whatever, then, then um, Judgment Day are like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute, we've been holding this show down since Triple H took over, so... Okay, I apologize for that. All right, back to this, man. Back back to the good stuff. Okay, The Hurt Business versus The Judgment Day, like I said, man. Bobby Lashley, uh, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin versus Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. This match, again, Faction Warfare, like I said, we have never seen anything like this on a WrestleMania card, so I think it's gonna be nice to emphasize the factions in here, man. So what I'm gonna do, uh what I'm gonna do here, man, I'm going to put the hurt business over. I'm gonna put the hurt business over, I think. Then you can uh, potentially even move the Hurt Business to SmackDown after this, man, or or something of the, some sorts, or you keep them on Raw. But I'm going to put them over the Judgment Day, man, at WrestleMania, man. So that is what I'm going to do for uh, my first match of night two. And yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm going to put the Hurt Business uh, back together in, in full force, man, and have them beat the Judgment Day. Honestly, with the Judgment Day. I don't know if you want to start dropping some of the members from the group after this. I I don't really know where you go with Judgment Day. Uh, I I don't know if you, maybe you start the the long process of a breakup here. You tell, you know, a longer story with the breakup of Judgment Day. I think this would be the to start uh, the starting of the wheel, uh, the wheel starting to turn for the judgment day, breaking up Not full force or anything like that, but maybe just some subtle, subtle hints, you know? Um, but yeah. regardless, or you could have them not break up at all and just do a nice little faction warfare match. But I am going to put the hurt business above, um, uh, over the judgment day in this one, man. So my next match is, Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle. This match was like this close from being Brock Lesnar versus Johnny Gargano, but I didn't really think we had enough time to kind of shoehorn some story between them. Instead, I wanted to go with something that doesn't have the most, it doesn't have any on-screen story, but they do have backstage uh rumored beef if you will so Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle I think this would be great I think this would be great man and I think this would be a good way to legitimize Matt Riddle again get him in some serious stuff and I also think this would be a great way to get Brock Lesnar some victories before we do what we would do with him at WrestleMania 40 for me. And that is Walter versus Brock Lesnar. So, um, you know, you don't want to have Brock lose too much. You still got to get him some victories here and there. And another another reason I didn't do Walter, even though I think it would be a killer match, Brock works better with smaller guys. So that's why I'm going to put him against Matt Riddle here. I still think he would put on a great match with uh, Walter, but I'm going to do Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle here, and I think, bro, and I think, uh, and I think that uh, I think this would be a banger. I and I and again, I think this would be a. I think this would be a lot of. I think this could add some cool storytelling elements because not only does not only does Lesnar and Riddle like I said have the rumors of a backstage beef we all remember what Brock Lesnar did to Randy Orton a couple years ago at uh the 2016 SummerSlam maybe you could play into that as well um and, and these are two legit guys these are two UFC guys and they're both great So I would go ahead and do this, man. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and put Brock Lesnar over here, man. I'm going to go ahead and put Brock Lesnar over. But like I said, dude, I was literally that close, uh, an inch away from doing Brock Lesnar versus Johnny Gargano. But I'm going to go ahead and say Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle takes the cake here for me. The next match, the next match, man, is for the SmackDown Women's Championship We have Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. Okay, so I know a lot of people might not like this. However, this for me is probably one of the only things at this juncture that I would enjoy seeing Charlotte Flair in. And I'm only saying that because their stuff normally I wouldn't want to see something like this but their stuff from survivor series two thousand and twenty one was so fucking good and I really think mm-hmm. we're I really think they got some serious money on the table here and again this is quite honestly the only thing I would like to see Charlotte Flair involved in other than um putting Going back, uh, uh, you know, coming around the second time and putting Rhea Ripley over again, I think that'd be awesome. But this stuff, I really think there's a lot of money on the table here, and I think originally I had this match slated as Flair versus Lynch versus Bailey, but I, I wanted these two to tell a more focused story, and I also didn't want it. I also didn't want it to look like we were snubbing Sasha Banks here by the year she leaves. Putting the three, three of the four horsewomen in a match together when we all know damn well, The the four horsewomen should have got a fatal four way match at WrestleMania sometime, just like the Shields hmm. should have got their WrestleMania main event. They did not. Um, so, um, but. Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and say Flair versus Lynch. I really think we could tell a great story here with their friendship and stuff like that. Because building the Survivor series, it was good. It was some good mm-hmm. shit, man. And I, I think we're leaving some serious money on the table here. Um but regardless Regardless for the tag team championships, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Usos versus none other than Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Oh, by the way, um, completely forgot. Becky Lynch would be going over. Seth Rollins would, uh, you know, in case there's no audible. Seth Rollins would then walk in to SmackDown with Becky Lynch, you know, as chant. Well, not together, but you know, you get the point. Fair Never ever, yeah. ever put them as an on-screen act ever again. But um. Yes, I would have those two then go over to SmackDown and hold the championships. Becky, don't got to hold the championship for long. You know what I mean? This, You know, have her put yeah. somebody over in London. You know what I mean? Um, You know, I know a lot of people are tired of these people in the limelight, and that's completely understandable. But if there's something from Charlotte that I'm telling you is per- one of the last things I genuinely be interested in seeing Charlotte do, is a feud a real life feud? You know, brought to television against Becky Lynch, man. I really think that would be fire. Um, and yes, I would put Becky Lynch over here. So for the tag team championships, I got the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, man. I'm obviously going to put Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens over here for the for the um uh, the t- undisputed tag team championships, and then. I would have these guys not give up one of the titles. I would have them do double duty until they end up losing one of them. Uh they maybe they defend maybe they start defending them separately, man. Um being that the Usos defend them together or maybe WWE just introduces one tag team championship where the champions float. You know what I mean? Um sure. Something like that I think would be pretty cool, man. But regardless, no matter what they do with it, I would have it go to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now for the Intercontinental Championship, I'm going ahead, I am going to go ahead and do Walter versus Sheamus 2. This is going to be the time, the the um the grand first main roster loss, I think, right?
2: no one when he was under Vince maybe not but I, I would think so I would think so
1: yeah the first at least to my knowledge the first main roster loss against Sheamus Gunther versus Sheamus two. Walter versus Sheamus two. I'm going to give Walter his first loss here in the rematch. I think uh I think this will absolutely tear the place down as they did in the UK and I think it would be um and I think it would be just as good if not better, man. Um they obviously put a they put a uh they put on a great match. Probably the best IC title match I've ever watched, man. And, and my god, I think um I th- I think that that would do, uh, I think that would be amazing on Wrestlemania and yeah man I really think it, I really think it would be great so I'm going to go ahead and do Walter versus Sheamus 2 and I'm going to have Sheamus pick up the um I'm going to have Sheamus go ahead and pick up the victory here I'm going to have Sheamus pick up the victory right, man get the IC title, maybe go on to defend it against uh, literally anybody on SmackDown. They have a pretty decent mid-card, man. And I would have Walter go on to Money in the Bank to face um, either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre in there. It's back. For me, it's
2: back.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we're back, but it's red. Okay, all right, where were we? Where were we? All right, so the next match, the next match I'm getting out of the way, man, is a match that I am uh, very excited to actually have done away with the Money in the Bank ladder match, Um, done away with the Money in the Bank ladder match for, and it's because this freed up a spot. The next match I have is L.A. Knight- versus John Cena.
2: Okay. I like it.
1: Bro, this match for you know from from the very moment from the very moment I heard the news about the um the news about you know money in the bank and you know I felt I felt I wanted to switch it because you know now that I knew WWE wasn't doing it um, uh, even though it is my card, I, I still wanted to switch it up and, and and challenge myself a little bit, man. And I was very excited. That's freed up a spot for LA night, because to be quite honest with you, I have no idea what I was going to do with John Cena. I mean, I knew he was going to be on the card, but it probably would have been, you know, I mean, it probably would have been good, but it probably wouldn't have been, um, this. And I think this is absolutely fantastic. And being that we have Money in the Bank coming up, you know, a couple months after WrestleMania, I'm going to go ahead and put LA Knight over here. I'm going to put LA Knight over. I think he'll be on a big hot streak in his career. And that culminates at Money in the Bank with him capturing the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, John Cena versus LA Knight, man. I think this would be just fantastic, man. I think the promo battles... That we can see between these two are can just be godly, man. I, I really do. So, Hell yeah. that is my John Cena match for WrestleMania. My next match. You guys got to hear me out on this one, man. You got to hear me out on this one. And I'm going to explain it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. My next match, I have Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. Okay, 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 okay. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Hold your horses. So, my thinking here, okay, is I need a guy who can face Bray Wyatt. And we need a guy who can lose to Bray Wyatt and who the fans don't have to worry about what is next for him after this, right? So we need a guy who can wrestle a match and who can put a per and, and who can who the f- we could put against Bray and the focus can be a hundred percent on Bray Wyatt and we don't have to worry anything about his opponent, but we still need a bigger name. This also makes a little bit of sense. I, With my thinking, we debut the Wyatt Six in this match, or after. Who is a guy that has wronged Bray Wyatt? Or, more so, Bray Wyatt's brother, a member of the Wyatt Six. Who is a guy that belittled his brother? Who is True. a guy that made his brother his lackey, made his brother carry his bags for him, made his brother, you know, uh, you know, again, his oh. lackey? They the Miz. They can't see us.
2: At least for me, at least we just both just. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope, never mind.
1: Oh, OK. <laughs>
2: OK. My was delayed severely never mind my bad go ahead
1: you're good okay who is a guy you know that has belittled Bray Wyatt's brother and this time we don't have to tell the story uh, of the Miz just absolutely being frightened with Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt you know putting dolls in his house and and whatnot we don't have to worry about any of the stupid you know, goofy horror stuff. Even though I thoroughly did enjoy that feud, this is going to be more reality based. However, Miz is going to have no idea why Bray Wyatt hates his guts so much until Bo Dallas is revealed at WrestleMania. Because this is a guy that they're targeting because he is. Hurt Bray Wyatt, and not necessarily Bray Wyatt, but his brother. And if you hurt his brother, if you got a problem with his brother, you got a problem with him, man. So that is why I'm doing this match, and 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 also this is my thinking behind this one. This is my thinking by um. This is this is my thinking behind this one. Everybody changes after they, you know, after they face Bray Wyatt. That's the stigma, right? Everybody changes after. They face Bray Wyatt. I'm going to use this match to turn the Miz back into what he used to be. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to enable this and this is going to change the Miz into, uh, and make him a little more edgy like he was in 2016 and just have him run that fucking mouth, man. That is the money with the Miz. So I know at first glance, that sounds very weird to do Bray Wyatt versus the Miz at WrestleMania. But again, we need somebody who can lose to Bray and who, you know, the fan, because the fans won't have to be like, great. Now that derails him because it's the Miz. Mm -hmm. Nobody like, for example, if I were to put Bray Wyatt against a guy like, you know, Santos Escobar. Then you have to worry about that making Santos Escobar look like shit. And now how much legitimacy does Legado del Fantasma have? Because now they're just probably going to be, you know, destined to lose to the Wyatt Six all summer. So my logic with the Miz here is there's actually a lot of things. You know, you have the component with Bo Dallas and the Miz Taraj. He knows the Miz. He wronged the Miz. So maybe Bray Wyatt doesn't have a problem with him. But the Overseer has a problem with him. Uncle Howdy has a problem with him because he has wronged the family, right? So you have that. You then in turn, like I said, let the focus have be on the Wyatt Six on that night. And then from there, you can telecom. And also the, another reason by doing The Miz is I wanted to do somebody that isn't going to want a rematch, because, you know, the Miz the Miz could just get his ass beat and learn his fucking lesson and go right back to the old Miz. And Miz is kind of a pussy anyway, so he's not really going to want to fuck with all of them. You know, he's not really going to want to bark up that tree again. So, and then in turn, the Miz can go on and reinvent himself and the Wyatt Six can go on and finish telling their story. But Bray Wyatt obviously goes over the Miz and he... We introduce the Wyatt Six, and then they tell their story throughout the summer, man. And with that, my final match for WrestleMania is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship, man. This match is a no-brainer. This needs to happen. If this doesn't happen, this is going to tremendously, tremendously take away from the show And, and, and everybody's going to be thinking about this the whole time. So you need to do it. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so definitely, yes, it it absolutely needs to happen. Cody Rhodes needs to win the WWE championship, man. And that is, and, and that is, that is my, uh, that is, that is night two for WrestleMania, man. That is night two. And those are all the matches. Those are all 16 matches I would do across both nights, man
2: you man i really like what you did man I really like what you did with um wyatt i actually really like the Miz's his opponent man they have the good history i didn't even think about the history of bober i really like that um i love what you did with brock that sounds fire bro i did that's another match i totally forgot like a feud idea i totally forgot about
1: i really liked your card
2: man it, it was amazing
1: Thank you bro and likewise man I think you I think you had some really cool Thank concepts you. man I think you had some really cool concepts some really cool you, matches man. But yeah man so that is uh, that is what we would do for WrestleMania man like I said I tried to make it as story driven and as fa- and and add a little bit of faction warfare and some pretty cool dream matches man but I would be yeah. um you know, I would be. Uh, I, I I would I would really like. Uh, this is how I would do WrestleMania, man. I really like what I came up with Bray Wyatt uh, for Bray Wyatt yeah, and the yeah. Miz because not a lot of people are thinking about that man. And like I said, maybe he doesn't. Maybe Wyatt isn't the one that has a problem with him. But maybe, maybe um maybe like I said, I would make it to where the Miz just thinks Bray Wyatt hates his guts for the feud that they had in two thousand and nineteen. But then at WrestleMania, it clicks because we get a face-off between Bo Dallas and we get a face-off between The Miz where Bo Dallas debuts uh, as one of the members of the Wyatt Six. And then the other ones, you know, all come into fruition too. So that's what I would do, man. Um, yeah, man. So that is, that. <laughs> I need to ask, what was your initial reaction when I said Bray Wyatt versus The Miz? I, I
2: was like, "Oh yeah," because literally, people always like hated that feud for some reason. I remember fondly of their last feud, man. So that's the first thing I thought of was how fondly, how surprisingly fondly I remember their feud. I was like, "You know what? I never thought about that. That that's
0: pretty good." And
2: when you said Bo, I was like, "Oh, that's really good. I totally forgot about their connection. I like that a lot, man."
1: Yeah. And 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 that and you know that that's that's the emphasis I wanted to put on it. As soon as, um, you know, as soon as I got to talking, about, thinking about who has a history with Bray Wyatt, I couldn't really find anybody that would make sense for him to legitimately have a beef with yeah. now. And I started thinking about other members of the group. Obviously, Vincent and Dutch, you know, don't really have history uh, that I know of with anybody. Um, you know, currently on the roster, so that's what brought me to, um, I tried to think a little bit about Eric Rowan too, um, but you know, obviously people of his past are, are, you know, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Brian Danielson, you know, Mm -hmm. but then when I thought about Bo Dallas, uh I was like, oh snap. The Miz. What am I doing with The Miz? Nothing. Yeah. Okay, let me put him here and let me, you know, have Bo Dallas write that wrong at WrestleMania, man. Have him debut and cost The Miz the match. So that is what I would do. Um, That is what I would do for WrestleMania, man. I really hope you guys did enjoy this episode of Flipping the Script that was our very first edition and our very first attempt to flip the script, man. And I think we did a damn good job, bro. I hope you guys did enjoy our match cards, man. Again, this is going to be the show where we do all types of fun stuff like this. We brought back our old fantasy booking concept. I think it went off without a hitch, man. Um, we brought back the old concept for fantasy booking. And also, I want to remind you guys that this can be a show or some of you guys come on here, man. So, you know, um content hey. creators, some of you guys, bro, some of our regulars, you know, we love to have you guys on. You guys are all great if you guys would be down. Um, so again, man, just let us know. I think this is gonna go out one more time, man. I think it, I really think it is. Um uh, I think we're destined for one more. Uh, fucking shocker who would have guessed man it's i don't want to continue with this outro man
0: <laughs>
2: it's a fucking outro it does it shocker
1: okay i think uh okay all right we're back okay all right, man. So, yes, this, again, if if you guys, I mean, Bell, Manager manager Logan, Manager Logan eventually will be on the show. Uh, Durante, man, if you guys would be interested to just come on here and talk a little bit of wrestling, man, tell us about your, your story with wrestling. I think we could have some interesting com- uh, conversations with you guys. Um... Um, anybody, man, anybody, bro. And content creators, especially man, content creators, especially, um, majority of you guys are invited, oh, yeah. to, you know, with a majority of you guys are invited. Exactly. Um, so, you know, unless you're a weirdo, but you know who you are, you know who you are, man. Some of these content creators, if you guys want to come on and just shoot the shit with us, bro, this is going to be the show to do that yeah. specials, all kinds of specials, fantasy bookings, this, that this that and whatever man this show's gonna be just for the fun stuff man not that the other stuff isn't fun but just for some of the random more random stuff we do on the channel so yeah man that was our very first attempt at flipping the script and again i think we did a really good job man so props to you bro i loved your card uh it was awesome man and yes man i, I definitely think we gave triple h some some good pointers tonight
2: hell yeah man same for you man i loved your card i love what you did bro I think Triple H better watch this video, man. Better re-watch this stream.
1: That's right. I think so, man. Kind of ideas. I think so, man. So with that, we got tons of news for you guys tomorrow. We will obviously be saving all that for tomorrow, man. Again, I went over that in the beginning of the stream, man. Some of the little, um, you know, some of the stories we got for you guys tomorrow. And with that, man, that is this has been a great first edition of Flipping the Script. That is going to do it. For this edition, man, the WrestleMania 39 Fantasy Booking. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem.
2: And uh, Sir K.
1: And that is going to do it for the first edition of Flipping the Script. Thank you guys for joining us for our first special on the podcast. I appreciate you guys, man. We love you guys. And as always, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys in less than 24 hours with the news. Peace.
0: No, know they soft like a quinky villain, playing the villain. Prepare for the strap killer. Vicky Smalls is the illest. Your style is played out. Like on the one wonder what you talking about, Willis. The quill is gone. The black Frank White is here to excite. Throw dick the dice. Bitches are like I'm blameless. Guns are like I'm stainless steel. I want the fucking fortune like the wheel. I squeeze gas till my clip's is empty. Don't tempt me, You know, fuck am. I'm damned if this ain't some shit. I'm the specter of the over harmony great It's the mood killer death trap. Yes, I'm a jet black ninja. coming where you rest at. Surrender. Step inside the ring. You the number one contender. Looking cold booty like your pussy in December. Nigga, stop bitching. Button up.